0: They're back.
1: They are back, baby. They're back. Thank you, Tom Cruise.
0: I'm (laughs) Erin. I'm Tom. And this is Baby's First Watchlist, the podcast that watched two movies this past Saturday in the theaters.
1: It's our first two movies together in the theater since our child was born. Yeah. Over a year ago.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's really impressive. Yes, today we are covering 2023's Barbie and 2023's Oppenheimer.
1: Or, as the tagline should have been, come on, Oppie, let's go party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this was a um, an internet sensation called Barbenheimer. Yeah, we may have
1: to capture this moment because if, if this podcast is supposed to be like a time capsule, yeah. we're going to have to, I think, <laughs> acknowledge Barbenheimer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like when our kid listens to this in 20 years, he's like, what are, what you, are you talking, talking about? about? Yeah. Hopefully he'll be, like, tuned in enough that, like, he'll be like, oh, my God, Barbenheimer. He's like, wait a minute. You guys saw the first in the Oppenheimer Cinematic Universe? (laughs) Exactly. So, Barbenheimer uh, started a long time ago, like a year ago. Oh, it was as soon as it was announced that they
1: were coming out on the same date.
0: Yes. Barbie and Oppenheimer are coming out on the same day in July 2023. and, And people went nuts for it. Yep um memes the memes the memes so many memes so many shirts were made and it turned out to be i think it ended up being a very positive thing for everybody oh yeah um
1: i think it uh the rising tide lifted all boats
0: yeah and so it became a sort of i don't know if i would call it like a challenge but sort of a barbenheimer challenge where yeah where um you are supposed to do both in one day. Yeah. You support both movies.
1: Yeah, th- that's what I liked about it that it wasn't tearing each other down.
0: It wasn't Barbie versus Oppie. It was Barbie and Oppie. And there's even
1: like the memes of the two of them shaking hands like it's like it, that's what it's supposed to be.
0: And just like Barbie says in Barbie, it's not Barbie and Oppie. It's Barbie and, and it's, it's Oppie. Oppie. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to do this on Saturday. We set it up weeks in advance. Uh, my because parents, you have to
1: when you have a one-year-old baby My
0: parents watched the baby in full day uh we did have swim but after swim we dropped him off yep and we like it was a we were on a strict schedule and we hit everything and we we made good time we did it all and I felt I felt good about it, it was I a think good day. it was a great date day oh yeah and um we bought the tickets way in advance you have had friends that have struggled to find tickets yes I have. And it, I
1: love it. I all, we also have a friend who had a ticket to both of them, saw Barbie, then went to his 9.30 p.m. showing of Oppenheimer.
0: Which not recommended, I'm sure.
1: Got into the movie, started watching the previews, and just got up and left because he was like, I'm Honestly, not going to make it. We're not going to say who it was. No, but you, he knows. And fortunately, <laughs> he's an AMC A-list member, so he didn't actually like spend the money on the ticket yeah. directly. So it's like, I get it, but it's a funny story.
0: And it stinks, because Oppenheimer was so good.
1: Yeah. Um, which we'll get to.
0: We'll get to it. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll talk more about the specifics of our Barbenheimer experience. This episode's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Um,
1: there are. There's not going to be a full-fledged plot summary for either movie, because we want you to go see it, and we hope that if you are listening to this and you haven't seen either of them, that you that you plan on it. So, go look at the Wikipedia plot summaries if you really want to do it that way, but Definitely go see both movies.
0: So good. Um, okay, let's start with Oppenheimer. Okay.
1: That was what we started with.
0: It is. a 12.30 p.m. showing at our local independent theater, which also happened to be in a town where Oppenheimer 2023 was filmed.
1: And at a theater and where...
0: Oppenheimer...
1: J. Robert Oppenheimer saw a movie there. <laughs> yeah. At that theater.
0: So cool. So Oppenheimer is a Christopher Nolan written and directed biopic. It's actually the first... I uh, screenplay that he, wrote, he by wrote himself in the first person
1: oh because i know he usually either works with his brother or something like i don't that, know
0: if this is the first one by himself. no i don't know wrote. i'm just guessing it's the first one he wrote in the first he person he said
1: i read he said i think it might be the first one ever but i don't know <laughs> like he's like really i've never heard of anybody else doing that fascinating. but it felt right for for this
0: yeah and as someone who's starting to get your feet wet with uh screenwriting Learning about screenwriting yeah. like doesn't that sound really hard I mean, it's all hard. Yeah, that's true.
1: I don't know anything. (laughs)
0: Um, So Oppenheimer is based on the biography American Prometheus by Kai Bird and Martin J. Sherwin, which came out. Spooky title. It came out in 2005. And in fact, uh, no, this isn't really a spoiler. The first like little instant of the movie has a quote about Prometheus. Yes. um, Which poor Prometheus. Yeah. The guy's going through it yeah so he's like "Here, humans have fire and they're like oops we're gonna torture you for eternity bye. yeah
1: that's that's the general gist if you don't know the prometheus myth it's uh he's the he's the one who brought fire to the humans and, and he was
0: like oh my god thanks i can now make burgers
1: the yeah exactly the gods like punished him by like putting him on a like, oh a, does he have like, like a hill like or some... something and like his liver is getting picked at by vultures for the for eternity or something like that, that yeah sucks. yeah that's just not for fire
0: fun. yeah like he didn't <laughs> what if he didn't know he was like well i I'm sorry, I didn't read an email about yeah, fire. Didn't get
1: the memo from Zeus.
0: Like, are you kidding? Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> this film stars Killian Murphy in a starring role for the ages, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, and Florence Pugh. But honestly, like, we don't have time to go the through the cast, entire cast. Is extremely impressive, and also at the same time, extremely random. Yes. Like, why? Okay. Like, sorry, okay, spoiler. spoiler, I know exactly so, what you're going to say. Why does Josh Peck have his finger on the detonation button? Yes. Like, I'm sorry, why?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: He turns around and he was Megan.
1: <laughs> Go listen to our Megan episode, by the way.
0: <laughs> Shout like, out Josh Peck. Like, okay, there's Josh Peck, and then Roderick Rules is there from Diary of a Wimpy Kid, you're like... Yeah like roger
1: yeah and the and jack wade from the boys is also like, there okay yeah.
0: then olivia Thurlby from juno is there and you're like okay <laughs> <laughs> just like the cast is kind of wild and then you're like oh jason clark's here
1: yeah like, but i feel like jason clark is just in every like he's in the background of the every entire
0: movie. movie i'm like it's jason 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 what's his last yeah. it's jason clark yeah yeah and then randomly tony goldwyn's in it but has like no lines
1: Really, I didn't even catch him.
0: Uh huh. He was in the uh in the back of the uh, interrogation.
1: Uh, oh, oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. And then Gary Oldman's like, "I'm giving you one day." He said, yeah. "I'm giving you one day." Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay." And then he did. I'm just like, "Wow, this guy's so stacked." They,
1: the makeup was good on him. He didn't look like he didn't like totally look like Harry Truman, but he didn't look like Gary Oldman.
0: I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't have Truman's Instagram
1: Well, I went to Harry S. Truman elementary school. She so saw so pics everywhere. I know all about the big T. <laughs>
0: um, okay. So the cinematographer Hoyt Van Hoytema. Hoytema.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, he works a lot with Nolan. So he yes. did Interstellar, he did Tenet, he was Oscar nominated for Dunkirk. Um his other like pretty recent film was Nope.
1: Oh, yeah. Which I'm like that's... the
0: cinematography was really good for that. Yeah. Has um, he ever won one? No. Oh. He also did Ad Astra. Okay. He did The Fighter, um, and and one of his first movies I right think was in. Let the Right One In, the Swedish version. Her. Uh, oh that? yeah, he did Her.
1: Tinker, Tailor, Soldier, Spy. Kind of. He stacked. did Spectre.
0: Yeah. The Bond James movie? Bond did you movie. Say that? No, I only gave a little bit of a mm. rundown.
1: Yeah, he's got a ton of. He does a ton of one word movies.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe he's like, I'm, I'm really important. I can only read the first word. He
1: did Her, Interstellar, Spectre, Dunkirk. Then he did Ad Astra, which is two words. Mm-hmm. Then he did Tenet No nope Two words, which
0: is how many words were spoken in the entire movie. What, Ad Astra? Yeah. <laughs> um. So the editor is Jennifer... Is it lame? Is it LeMay? I don't know. We don't know. But she works a lot with Noah Baumbach, ironically. Oh, wow. Because Barbie was written in part by Noah Baumbach. Well,
1: also ironic is that I think almost all of Christopher Nolan's movies were released through Warner Brothers. This one, Oppenheimer, was universal, but... Barbie was Warner Brothers. Bum bum bum. Yeah. So it's a similar they switched off. They traded.
0: Yes. So this editor, Jennifer Lemay, I'm gonna say, has done so much. So she did Francis Ha, which we saw. Yep. Um she edited Manchester by the Sea. She edited both Hereditary and Midsummer. Oh, okay. Um, Marriage Story, Tenet, uh Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Like she wrote. She also the did gammit. Before
1: the Devil Knows You're Dead.
0: Yep. Um so Oh, I and thought- she
1: did the uh the brian de palma documentary which oh no bomb did uh, directed it there you go yeah
0: um the music is by ludwig goranson yes oh and by the way the other person i said did barbie dropped out so it wasn't oh okay, okay. I, I talked we'll to get you to that really i sure. about that yeah um and so ludwig goranson is known um for working with a lot of uh, in a lot of ryan kugler movies
1: well, first he came from he was Childish Gambino, Donald Glover's producer. Yes, for most and of his I, and, music.
0: and Childish Gambino, yeah, who like going back to his first album, he cul-de-sac. like shouts yeah. him out in some of his songs and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and so he won a Grammy for This Is America with Childish Gambino, and I think he got a bunch of stuff for um, Black Panther. He won an Oscar, on, yeah, and and a Grammy too, I think for it.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's an upcoming great,
0: and you could tell that like. He did really well with this one, too. Yeah. The score. I have a cool little fun fact about it. At a terrible but fine 180 minutes, it actually At worked. A, I don't know what to tell can you. Can I get?
1: Can I uh, suggest an adjective? Yeah. Surprisingly bearable.
0: I like that. Three I think hours. that's perfect. <laughs> Oppenheimer was released in the U.S. this past weekend. Um, but, however, it has already surpassed its $100 million budget in a box office gross, which is currently, as of... Wikipedia now, uh, $174.1 <laughs> million. Dollars, way above projection, way, which I think was $55 million. Well, that was domestic. Oh, domestic
1: okay. was supposed to be around $50-55 million. And it, and it ended up, so far, as of Sunday night, or I guess of, of Saturday, uh, $85 million It's domestic.
0: Crazy. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Um, so a couple interesting things about Oppie. Um, Robert Downey Jr., Emily Blunt, and Matt Damon took a pay cut to be in the movie. Their wow. um kind of contracts usually say anywhere from ten to twenty million, depending on the person in the film or whatever. But they each were okay with four million dollars.
1: And only Damon has worked with Christopher Nolan before, right?
0: I think you're right.
1: I'm not gonna. If you don't know what movie he was in, I'm not gonna spoil it for you because he's great. It's a in little that movie. like yeah, yeah. cameo, yeah. interesting
0: thing in there. Um, but yeah, they took pay cuts. Uh, and and a lot of people didn't know what role they were considered for. Um, at first, they knew it was for Oppenheimer, but they yeah. didn't know what. So, I don't know why. Well, that was I feel done. like there were a
1: lot of interchangeable white guys. Uh, so definitely. so I could totally have seen that.
0: um, there is one person that acted in this movie that has actually studied nuclear physics. I, there might have been more, but there's one person from this movie that um, it's noted has studied nuclear physics. Benny Safdie? And it's Benny No <laughs> way! No way! He was,
1: he was the first person to come to mind, and I was like, if you say no, I don't know who I'm going to get next.
0: Uh, it was Benny Safdie, <laughs> yes. who had a great role. Yeah. And Benny Safdie, if you don't know, is of the Safdie brothers fame. Yeah. Uh, they Uncut did Gems Uncut and Gems in good, good Time. Good time. He's they are
1: not co-directing the new Adam Sandler one. It's only uh, Josh, I think.
0: Benny's very busy now. He was in Licorice Pizza.
1: He was in... He was in Good Time as well.
0: He was in that, um, uh, the Vanessa Kirby movie from a few oh, years ago. Oh,
1: uh, Pieces of a Woman. Pieces of a Woman, which
0: uh, was a devastating movie. He was
1: in Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret.
0: Yeah, he's the dad in that. Or so. is? I don't know that it come out yet. Yeah, it's out. I can't wait to see that one actually. Yeah. Um,
1: that's except for 2022 Stars at Noon. That's his entire <laughs> filmography as an really? actor. Really? Oh yeah. my god!
0: Wait, where are we? Benny Safdie stands.
1: I am. Um, he was also in uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi show in one episode.
0: Nice. So I thought that was a fun fact. Uh concerning the score, uh, they wanted the violin to be the main instrument. Totally. Uh, because it has the ability to go from like this romantic sound to, to, chaotic, to like, like, oh my yeah. gosh, chaotic, terrifying, yeah. whatever Ominous. in an instant. Yeah. So um the fact that its versatility works that way, uh, worked really well. A cool fact. And then of course the big fact here there's pretty much no CGI computer generated yeah, images.
1: No one said that there were that there was nothing.
0: Yeah, and so Nolan's known for using minimal CGI. Well,
1: I would say probably besides Interstellar,
0: he says he uses minimal CGI, and uh, there were actually real life explosives created, yeah. for um for this movie. Pretty
1: meta for them testing explosives for the explosives test in the movie. It's good stuff.
0: <laughs> um, so that is the background I have. Do you want to give us? A tiny little kind of lead up to us seeing Oppenheimer, and then like literally in our a, day, in our day, okay. and then just like a sentence or two of a synopsis, not even like you know, just like I'll give you three. Little... I'll give
1: you three hours in two sentences. Okay, perfect. All right. So, our day started. We had our nine a.m. swim classes with our baby, which is just and me, Uncle Leo, and <laughs> which is just me <laughs> carrying the baby, not Uncle Leo, around in the water for forty five minutes. Uncle Uh, Leo's
0: just the swim instructor. He's not really anybody's uncle. No, he's not. I mean, maybe he's somebody's uncle. (laughs) Maybe, but yeah we're, we just go to the local y
1: yeah at the local y they do a little they give they give them the little boogie board they give them the little bath toys the noodle yeah the noodle and you just kind of figure out what they feel like doing that day
0: and and then like show uncle them how leo, to kick their legs uncle leo has like a laminated piece of paper with like the Songs words on it <laughs> like wheels <laughs> on the bus yeah <laughs> and he makes
1: everybody know. sing it and like nobody's singing it <laughs> And he's like, I can't carry a tune to save my life.
0: <laughs> and then he's like, hey, you've ever seen Dune?
1: <laughs> yeah, he asked me if I saw David Lynch's Dune from 1984
0: one time. <laughs> We're halfway done swim. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah. So Four that was more weeks. From 9 to 9.45. Yeah,
1: so then we got in the car and he took a nap, as he does post swim.
0: The second we pull out of the parking we... lot, he's over
1: it. I went home. I put my my button-down shirt, my tie Tom my, Legit
0: dressed in business casuals to go to see
1: Oppie. Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. Uh, I
0: wore a black tank top.
1: Which is fair. Um, I realized that I don't have enough black in my wardrobe to, to do that. So, I, I, was like, what's, black for the so I was like, what's the stupidest thing I could possibly do here? And I was going to wear a full suit, but it was too hot. And <laughs> I went with... I, I It was a half measure, I'll admit. But it was pretty... It was pretty... It was funny. I liked it. Um, and I was like, I sit at work like this anyway. It's not like it's going to bother me. Right. Um, so you can find uh actually i put it in our story uh maybe i'll make a post i think that would be it, nice show Is, it on, uh, maybe
0: when we post the episode yeah when i
1: post the episode if you go on our instagram it'll be part of like the the slideshow on the on the Oppenheim- barbenheimer um, like post so um yeah so then we dropped the baby off at uh, his grandparents house and then we went to we went and got we split an eggplant parm and some chips at uh, a local italian eatery <laughs> uh and then we went to the movie.
0: And we got coffee too. And we
1: did get coffee. Nullers. We chugged coffee.
0: Oh, I was real fast. I was like, I'm in trouble.
1: Nolas for Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we get in, we sit down, and it's Oppie time. Yep. So three hours and two words uh, in two sentences. I might have <laughs> I might have promised too much. <laughs> uh so basically Killian Murphy plays J. Robert Oppenheimer, who is known as the father of the atomic bomb, and the entire movie is his it's 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 a biopic, but it's structured differently. Mm-hmm. It's structured sort of with the device that it's about his, his post war when he's getting his security clearance either taken away or not, and it's simul simultaneously it's juxtaposed with Robert Downey Jr.'s character who is the head of the Atomic Energy Commission and he he is. Uh, he's been nominated to be Secretary of Commerce by President Eisenhower. So it's his confirmation hearing. And you see those two stories being told. And then the story of Oppenheimer creating the atomic bomb and all of the stuff surrounding that is in flashbacks. So it's part in black and white and part in color. And for the reason for that is I didn't look it up, but it was cool. Uh, it was
0: interesting. And so well, maybe it's the parts in black and white are more about the Strauss stories. is Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Oppie stories and color. Maybe,
1: maybe. I would have to rewatch. Uh but so those stories all sort of coalesce and you see the destruction of the bomb. It's you only see the test. You don't see the actual dropping of it if you're worried about that. Um. Yeah. Because that's obviously the real people died in that real explosion. So those real explosions. Uh, so it's about that, and then it's about the fallout from that and how it affected Oppenheimer psychologically and morally and all that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it did a good job of leaving it up to the viewer to determine whether... I don't think that the movie itself makes judgments. I think that it gives you both sides of it, and it says, was he right for doing this? Or was he, you know, wrong? And And does he deserve to, you know... Deserve everything that happens to him, uh, or worse. And I don't think it necessarily. I think certain characters in the movie come to that come to the conclusion. Uh, And I think Oppenheimer himself probably came to that conclusion, uh, one of those conclusions. But uh, that's the movie. It's great. I'm not gonna, like I said, I'm not gonna go through a whole beat by beat plot summary of it. But it is. I I loved it. I thought it was great. The score was just so on point and. I don't know. There was just something about it that just made everything feel so ominous and uh, just tense. And I was riveted for almost all three hours. Yeah. There mm. was a tiny bit, there, maybe like about two-thirds of the way through, where I was a little bit, okay, I was like, okay, I think it's like kind of over. We're going to wrap this up. And then something else happens. And I was just w- all the way in until the end. And then at the end, I was just like, whew. <laughs> yeah.
0: I loved it. I... Did not expect to love it. I don't love Christopher Nolan movies overall. I did like. It's not like I don't like them. I do like all of them.
1: Yeah, they just I, don't do it. Yeah, it's like kind of like what I was saying about Spielberg when we when right. We, when yeah, we talked I think that Jaws. he's a
0: great director. I think that there's some really he just doesn't make you movies. feel things usually. usually. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I find it sterile a little bit, and
1: that's how I feel about Spielberg. Like um, I think he he's great at putting something on screen that I think is pleasing, but right. not something that hits me. Emotionally. As much.
0: I also don't like movies longer than two hours long.
1: And he does them often. And. I can't think of one of his that are under two. Maybe Memento probably. Probably. And
0: I don't like biopics. Dunkirk. 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 Was like yeah. Minutes. That's a good movie. Yeah. Um. And I don't like biopics. Yes. And I loved it. Like I truly found it to be a masterpiece. Well, Killian it's Murphy crazy. is also
1: just extraordinary.
0: The cast is stacked. Yeah. You just don't beat Peck.
1: Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Alden Ehrenreich, you just don't beat it.
0: I mean, I do like him. Me too. Really I like him. Good. Josh Peck was fine too. <laughs> He's fine. Um, but I I found it to be compelling. Um, I found it to be clear
1: surprisingly for something that deals with politics and science and like
0: all the very stuff very difficult subject matter not. underneath the seemingly simple surface oh remember that rami malek was in this oh yeah rami Malik's I and mean, he was good in this <laughs> he, was, um, he was he was
1: and doing I, his rami malek thing of, he or, did course, his thing
0: he did course. his thing um they let him cook <laughs> and so i found myself really really enjoying um there's like this a movie. there's
1: like a random scars in this movie too oh really gustav
0: scars <laughs> my king um uh, so
1: oh he was in vikings
0: a lot of people were in vikings i yeah. kept clicking on people in
1: Westworld. He was into
0: um so speaking of christopher nolan movies let's go through some of his his biggies you've got your i like, mean i
1: i could probably name his entire filmography do right? it following which i haven't seen insomnia memento uh the prestige i think uh batman begins the dark knight dark knight rises Inception. Inception was in there somewhere. Uh, And then there was. Interstellar. Interstellar. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Tenet. Tenet. And Oppenheimer.
0: So the only two that we have not seen. Tenet and following. Are Tenet and following. We've seen all the rest. How does this rank among Christopher Nolan movies for you? I'll tell you my answer. Yeah. Number one. (laughs) <laughs> it's my favorite I think by far although I will list other ones I really like
1: I did get the order wrong but it's I got that's, that's I, okay. all of them are right
0: um I did like Insomnia yeah I think that's a fun movie but it's more of a classic kind of detective story detective story yeah. um but I think it's a cool concept it's a, d- I like it's a detective it. story like Robin with Williams in a, it, it. it
1: it's a detective story with a gimmick kind of like a, a
0: Hitchcock I like story. it um Memento, I haven't seen since college. We watched it together. But I did like it a lot yeah. when I saw it. Um, now, I don't know if I would like it as much, but maybe I would.
1: Yeah, I don't know either.
0: The Batman trilogy, Batman Begins kind of slaps. I got to yeah, be honest with yeah. you. I
1: mean, I feel like it, it sort of gets crapped on a little bit as compared to The Dark Knight. But I, again, all of this is subject to me rewatching The Dark Knight because I haven't seen it in a very yeah. long time. I haven't seen it since like I knew what movies are. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, but I preferred Batman Begins.
0: I really like The Dark Knight. I saw it a couple times in theaters. Yeah, I got it. I had a really funny experience watching it with my cousins. Yeah. Like, my cousin, Kay was so confused. She was like, wait, <laughs> the Batman j- and the Joker are friends? <laughs> 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 I'm like, I don't know about that. Um, But I really liked The Dark Knight. I did not like Dark Knight Rises. Do you know why?
1: Uh, Bane.
0: Could not understand a word he said. Yeah. I'm like. The last I time we watched it, we watched it with subtitles. Don't know what's going on. Yeah. When you watch it with subtitles, it's a little bit better. I do like it. I like Anne Hathaway in it. I, I, I What about like when he was better.
1: like, "You merely adopted the darkness. I was born in it."
0: I was like, "What?" <laughs> um. <laughs> you were like, "You dada." What? <laughs> <laughs> Did not love that movie. Um, Dunkirk. I actually really liked, but there's no heart in Dunkirk. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a little I bit. There but- is,
1: but to me, the the. the Dunkirk was different because... Another movie where you can't understand Tom Hardy. Oh my, I was like, what? Because <laughs> he's in a plane in a the whole plane time the and he has the mask. Thing
0: on. I'm like, I don't...
1: To me, the score in that, the ticking the ticking that Hans Zimmer score in that movie is the same. I, that's the only thing I think about every time I Dunkirk watch that movie. Dunkirk is
0: an excellent movie and it... Gets its point across, and I appreciate that it takes a different approach to a war movie. Yeah, for me, it just drops you in. Yeah, and I love that. And there's no background. You don't need the background. You don't need the side stuff. It just this is. It was the when story. people
1: were excited for Harry Styles' acting career.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I like Harry Styles. Uh, but I said his acting career. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but it doesn't like it. You know, it's. You, you've seen you've movie. seen
1: the message of Dunkirk before.
0: It's not even that. It's just is that going to be my favorite movie? Oh no! Am I going to want to rewatch it? No, I would rewatch it. Um, Interstellar. I actually did really like.
1: I loved Interstellar. The storyline is a little okay. Love, you know, it's hokey, but I was just in awe of the effects.
0: You like read sciency books. I about read it.
1: the book that. Uh, Kip something. Kip Thorne, I think, was the physicist who he consulted for that movie. And he wrote a book about the physics of Interstellar. And it was amazing. It was like a big picture book. It was crazy.
0: Inception, I liked. Um, I think it's a cool movie.
1: Yeah, it's fine. And I,
0: I you know, it, it, okay. at the time, I okay. was like, ooh.
1: Can we talk about the ending to Inception?
0: <laughs> Spoilers.
1: <laughs> so, if you don't remember... The whole concept of the movie is that it's a dream within a dream within a dream and like like Leo's character like at, he's like at some point you're not going to know whether it's a dream or not. And at the end of the movie he and he, has, he a, has this little totem yeah. that he that he does and and he he spins a top and if the top wobbles or falls then he's in the real world, but if it doesn't then he's in a dream, which is a suspect premise to start with. But at the end of the movie he's like reconciled like he like his, what happened with his kids? It was something with his kids and then At the he like reunites with them or something, and then the end of the movie he's at his house and he's and and he's like a beach house or something and his kids are playing outside and he spins the top and he just walks off, and then there's like maybe the tiniest bit of a wobble and then it cuts to black and it's like, was it real or was it not? And to this day, I literally yesterday saw people debating this ending, and. I don't understand how people can't comprehend the fact that it does not matter.
0: People don't want that ending. I people know. Want a, a non-ambiguous, unambiguous ending. I know. And they th- want an answer to the question,
1: and that's one of the reasons why why in- Inception was so huge was because right. everyone was debating the ending. Right. Uh, I just don't like. Th- he wants to hang out with his kids. It doesn't matter whether it's dr- a dream or not. Like that's it.
0: I personally thrive in ambiguousness and ambiguity and all that stuff i love not knowing the endings of things i like when things are left open i love the ending of the sopranos don't
1: we just talk didn't we just talk about like last episode about how you like clean endings and clean movies
0: no that i don't remember that <laughs> i like like i like thriving in my it doesn't matterness
1: yeah no i like i like you know that what i mean
0: where it's like
1: if it's not the point like the sopranos ending whether Tony died or not, there is a there is a clear answer. But he whether obviously
0: He obviously dies because listen, whether he died listen or not, is not to the point. Me. listen, you guys need to stop because there is a scene two episodes before I think the end. I think
1: it's the 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 premiere of the second half of that and season. And
0: he's on a boat and someone's With like, Bobby. Hey, hey Thone, what do you think happens when you die? And he goes, I don't know. I think it all goes I black. I think
1: Bobby says Bobby says it.
0: He says, I think it just all goes black. And then at the end, guess what happens? It goes black. Yeah. That's the end. Like, I'm sorry, but also it doesn't matter. Right. That's like the whole thing. It doesn't matter. And I love that. So I actually love that ending of inception to a movie that I liked. Yeah. So
1: it's because you're not a big Marion Cotillard fan.
0: I'm really not. I got to be honest. <laughs> she
1: had a moment in like the, I got to see La Vienne Rose thoughts. and
0: I loved her dress at the Oscars for La en Rose, but she's not my favorite. Um, so, yeah, Oppie's my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. I, I think end. it's
1: mine, too. And okay. I think the only other contenders are Interstellar and subject to a Dark Knight rewatch.
0: There you go. Um, there you have it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's his most complete movie. I think it's his most mature movie. I think it's the first one or one of the first ones where he's ever had a woman character that's been remotely interesting. Uh, and I think that it's it's just an achievement from start to finish. And he, he, he gets the best out of his actors. And he always does. He always does. Um
0: people want to work for him.
1: Yeah. And they want to work, baby. And people work for him a lot. Like Killian Murphy, this was like a sixth, sixth Christopher Nolan movie. Sixth. But for a starring role.
0: Or if you're British, sixth. Sixth. <laughs>
1: uh I'm just also glad to see Killian Murphy getting his moment, you know. He deserves it. Because we followed him for a long time. We love him. Yeah.
0: Red Eye Baby.
1: <laughs> we gotta watch Twenty Eight Days Later. Or yeah, twenty eight weeks, yeah. whichever one he was whichever in. Whichever one he's
0: in. Um so, okay, my next question, if Killian Murphy wasn't an Oppenheimer, and this could be, you could time travel if you want, you could do stay in, stay right here if you want, who should play Oppenheimer? Do you have any? No, I literally can't think of anyone. I was going to say like a joke answer, but I don't even... It's hard like, for me to... It's like hard. maybe Jack Nicholson? <laughs> and he's like, hey, I'm Oppy."
1: I don't know if Jack Nicholson has the... I'm. I was kidding. I don't no, I know, kidding. but it's it's just funny that you say him because I don't think that he has the emotional depth. Like he's, he's just, like, he's just Jack Nicholson. And I mean, I know he's gone crazy. He's done that type of thing in The Shining and like all those and Wolf and like all those types of movies. But that's not what this is. Yeah, no, it's. I don't know if I don't know if Jack Nicholson can play heavy. You know. Yeah, man. Like it's got to be somebody who can play heavy. But Killian Murphy, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Killian Murphy kind of looked like him. Oh yeah? Yeah. So I'm right. It's the eyes.
0: Oh, it looks like Oppenheimer. Well, yeah. Uh, After filming Tenet, uh, what's his name? Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, gave uh, Christopher Nolan a book, uh, you know, for Oppenheimer, and Christopher Nolan looked at the cover and saw him, and he was like, oh, that's kind of Killian Murphy vibes.
1: Yeah. I could see Pattinson playing him honestly you think so yeah i don't necessarily think it would be as good because i i think pattinson's great but i think killian murphy's better uh but i could see him doing like that broody type of, of what role. about the
0: good old-fashioned christian bale christian bale
1: that's the thing with christian bale he's kind of a cheap answer because he can i think he can do anything he can do anything i think he could what about uh, i think he could literally play any role
0: what about ddl
1: daniel day lewis yeah i think that he would have I feel been, like it actually could have worked i feel like he would have been absolutely insufferable <laughs> I'll tell, <laughs> tell you, me
0: Murphy's probably like the nicest man in the world. Yeah, and DDL is hard to deal with.
1: There is a world where it's also DiCaprio, mm. uh, and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. He is somebody that I don't think has that type of that type of. Uh, act. He's not that type of actor either. But I can just see in like the early 2010s, if Nolan decided to do this, and you know, say like right off of Dark Knight Rises in like 2014, I could totally have seen. Of of course, if he wasn't in The Wolf of Wall Street that year, yeah, uh, I, I could totally have seen it being DiCaprio when he was. It just felt like he was everywhere.
0: I know he already said yes to Barbie, so it would be kind of difficult. But what about Michael Sarah? <laughs> thought
1: you were going to say Ryan Gosling. I know you
0: thought I was going to say Ryan Gosling. <laughs> All right, um, we'll get to our
1: guy Michael Sarah. Uh,
0: I so I know you loved this movie. I did too. What was your f- one? Favorite aspect of it, and what was your least favorite aspect of the movie?
1: My favorite aspect of the movie, I'm going to cheat here because uh, I'm going to give you my overall, which is the score. But my absolute favorite moment is the build th- the right before and right after the bomb. Uh, that's what you come to see. The, that's what you came for. It gave, mm-hmm. gives you what you came for. But the reason why I said the score first is because. 90 99% of that sequence is absolute silence mm-hmm. because the entire rest of the movie is filled with music. And I think that obviously that was on purpose, but three hours of a score that is primarily based in the same instrument that is wildly fluctuating between moods and tones and all that. And then you just completely cut it out during the most tense part of the entire movie. Amazing. And then there's the part afterwards where he is like right afterwards where killian murphy kind of oppenheimer kind of comes out of the 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 bunker or the base that he was in and all of the people at the camp are like celebrating and and he's just like like looking around like what like what did i just do and the like what did i just unleash and the music is so like sad and ominous is another word i i thought of a lot when i was listening to it uh, and just, I thought it was like a masterful, like 10-15 minutes in that whole sequence. Mm-hmm. And then, as for my least favorite, it would be a cop out to say the time, the 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 runtime. But yeah. also, I don't, there's not a whole lot I would have cut out. I think it was all really important to the narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, my least favorite—I didn't love the parts with Florence Pugh. Yeah. Uh, I just—they kind of stuck out. Uh, I didn't think they were perfect.
0: I I understand that like it's a point for like okay you wanted to deal with um, his connections to the Communist Party yeah and you also wanted to cover his affairs yeah but then I would like the Communist Party stuff I think was covered pretty good I think it was pretty I, well
1: honestly and I love her I think it was Florence Pugh's performance
0: oh but I think I think that there should have been another more stuff about his affairs. I know that they alluded to yeah. the other big one or the whatever one, but yeah. I like I wanted a little bit more from that maybe. Yeah.
1: So Florence Pugh played his uh first I believe she was his fiance and she was connected with the Communist Party which became a big part of his later um troubles with getting a security clearance and all that because he was so close to people in in the McCarthy era who were, you know, basically trying to, to root out anybody who was even remotely connected to communism. Mm-hmm. Uh so he had to deal with all of that and she was basically his like he met her at a, at a communist party event with his brother. Uh but he was never actually a member of the party. And she was. And so I just thought that her performance... I don't know, so I think it just it just stuck out for some reason. Sure. Uh and I don't think it was bad. Again I'm I'm nitpicking. I think yeah, it was an she's excellent a great movie. actress. And yeah. I, it's an excellent movie overall. Uh but I she that comes to mind her 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 uh, her scenes with him.
0: Mm-hmm. I think my favorite thing about this movie was how much I don't know the exact word to put it with, but like everything felt like not an almost, but in between. You know what I mean? Like like where you didn't quite know where things landed, especially with people. Like okay. Oppenheimer himself there were moments when he truly uh, was celebrating what he had accomplished yeah. and in other moments you could tell that he completely regretted yeah. what the Pandora's box that he had opened yeah. and none of it was explicitly said he never said I'm happy with this he never said I'm sorry for yeah. this it was all it kind was of shown in shown in this gray zone, it's the same with his affairs. Yeah, he never says he never apologizes, he at any never point. apologizes for him. He never says, Oh and my gosh, fact, I jokes shouldn't have them. done it. He, but you can tell that there's regret there because of you know him leaving that affair with uh Jean, yeah, with him in that moment with his wife, um, who is Emily Blunt, yeah, and and after. Uh, other things occurred when she like he admitted to this these uh, this affair yeah and it's just so in the in the middle you know like it you don't know quite where it lands and where he lands on it where nolan lands on it or where oppenheimer no where oppenheimer lands lands on it and i think that's nolan's point um with emily blunt's character kitty she is unhappy being a Housewife, essentially a stay-at-home mom. Stay-at-home yeah. mom. She doesn't want that, but at the same time, she follows her husband to uh, New Mexico, yeah. and she had no trouble leaving her other husbands and yeah. uh, you know all of this stuff. But for some reason, she's kind of wavering in that way. I I love how people's um, uncertainty. There's so much uncertainty there's so much nuance and i think that's so like real
1: yeah it was, it was a lot and i don't a lot of it was very filmy movie yeah but i think that the character motivations i agree are, are interesting in that I way. i
0: love i really and that's something that i think i struggle with a lot with nolan movies is character motivations and i don't care about the characters i don't know anything about it, whatever i think that this was a strength of his that I hope he leans into more in later movies that he does, yeah, um, for my least favorite thing, um couldn't you cut a couple of people, maybe, like you you don't gotta show everybody. <laughs>
1: But it's funny because I—I I like know you do. I feel like don't. a lot was left out, even too.
0: Yeah, definitely. But I mean, like, why are there seventy-five scientists there? And like, and I gotta—everyone's like, famous, and yeah. everyone's famous, but also everyone kind of blends. And I'm like, uh, like, can we just have Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Can we just have a couple? Yeah. Like, you why would I mean? why did
1: David Desmalkian, or however you say his name have to be one of the like Honestly. a guy that I recognize? And I'm like, what is this guy from? exactly like and that was like there was like 10 guys that were like david Crumholtz is in it and i'm like
0: oh yo him i recognize obviously because you know he's a very recognizable character but um yeah that's probably but honestly that's like nitpicking and that's trying to find something i didn't like about it yeah so what oscar noms do you think this will get
1: wait alex wolf was in this movie
0: yeah right i'm like (laughs) oh i didn't know that oh
1: that's who that guy oh i knew i recognized him the guy who was uh he was one of the politicians uh James Remar. Yeah. I could just I know his voice because he was the dad on Dexter. So I recognize his oh, voice. Yeah, I know him. Uh yeah, yeah. He was one of the one of the politicians too. I was like, Who is that guy? There's another guy. I was like, Who is that guy?
0: he's got the A- Ed Begley Jr. look and it's to like, him.
1: And it's like his yeah, very deep voice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what what was that question?
0: What Oscar Noms do you think this is gonna get? Just do the big ones. I don't need to know about all the... You know, well, I mean, I think it's
1: going to get all the small ones. I think yeah, it's going to get sound. Stuff. It's going to get yeah. score. It's going to get... It, uh, honestly, I haven't watched all that many movies this year, but if there's a better score than this, I would like to see it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to get editing. It's going to get all, all that. all that. I think it's going to be the frontrunner for the awards. That's my guess right now. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to get Best Picture. I, I think it's a lock for Best Picture. I think it's a lock for Best Director. I think it's a lock for uh, Best Actor.
0: For all nominations nominations, no, not nominations. Necessarily yes, yes yeah of
1: course of course uh
0: supporting actor I think for it's Downey Jr.
1: as close to a lock as it can be without actually being a lock for Robert Downey Jr.
0: I think Emily Blunt has a good shot I too. think
1: she has a chance and I think screenplay I'm iffy on but I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean yes because I'm gonna lean yes for pretty much every award for every award nomination Love that. for the most part like I don't think that there's one cinematography like I don't think that there's one where I would be like definitely not like there's no way uh, except for original screenplay because yeah, it cannot, it cannot win that. <laughs> uh and song. <laughs> Imagine this had an original song.
0: I'm just Oppie <laughs> In an Oppie world. <laughs> <laughs> um what other biopics do you, would you like Nolan to try out? None because I'm
1: over biopics, but
0: <laughs> who else who else's life do you think Nolan could cover in a good way?
1: Well, he likes to cover people that are sort of adjacent but are like right there. Like, the people, like the, the, the people in Dunkirk are, like, supposed to represent people who are sort of part of that operation, but not the leadership. Mm, yeah. Uh, and Oppenheimer was leadership, but, like, people generally in the general public don't really remember Oppenheimer for, for anything other than his quote, his famous quote, which is, I am... Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds, which is what he said when he uh, apparently was... <laughs> um, Having an affair, <laughs> or with his with his later fiance at the time, yes, and then also uh, when he realized the destruction that the bomb was going to cause mm-hmm. after it was uh, created, right, and so I it's hard for me to say because it's like it's pro- it would probably be somebody who was who was next to the number one person, the number one most famous person, mm-hmm. uh, but he is also somebody who is into sort of like like neoliberal uh like heroism nolan yeah yeah which which i think is interesting um i wouldn't want to see him tackle like a prime minister or a president mm-hmm. I, I think that his i think that he he likes to explore heroism and and moral quandaries and i think that in this movie you get both uh and so there's probably somebody out there that fits that bill, but I don't have anybody off the top of my head that I would want to. And obviously it's probably going to be an old white guy. Like let's just be Oh, honest. I've got one. Go for it.
0: Oscar Wilde. Okay. I think he would do a really nice job with Oscar Wilde.
1: Why Oscar Wilde?
0: He is someone who um had a very strong personality. Yeah. Um who is British. Well, he's Irish, right? He I think was he's Irish. Irish. Um but he um dealt with some difficulties in his life. He yep. was uh persecuted for uh for being gay, yep. and it so he I think he was jailed.
1: I would be interested to see Nolan tackle like an LGBTQ. Like I don't know, I don't know if he's got that dog in him.
0: I feel you, <laughs> but but I I think that that would be something interesting. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe would be a great would one. be interesting. Yeah. Um i I really would be fascinated to see him tackle things a bit more in the literary world yeah. rather than in the science world or politics or yeah. politics world um because i you can tell he's extremely well read he's very thoughtful and I think that that would connect well with um a a more English majory. <laughs> subject the
1: thing that i love about him is that yeah he is all that and he is and he loves all these movies but, but also he was like roger rules loves rod loves diary of a wimpy kid and loves talladega Nights.
0: yeah exactly <laughs> is there anything better than that yeah um last question i wait
1: i would like i would like to see him tackle a dennis rodman documentary <laughs> or a, 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 a biopic that would be very <laughs> let him let him do dennis rodman wow. let him tap into the mind of the diva why
0: not um last question what toy should nolan make a movie about oh
1: Barbenheimer question. hmm What toy?
0: What toy should he make?
1: I would like to see him make like a Hot Wheels movie.
0: Hot Wheels movie? Yeah. Mm.
1: And but they're all like they're all like trying to uh, then I'm, now I'm just now I'm just rewriting cars. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> they have to do cars for. Um no, but uh maybe he can do something like um uh they're all obviously there's gotta be good cars and evil cars, but they're also like mixing together and they're there's all there's this there's this car world and it's very um there's shades of grey in the cars. Wow. And they have human minds and human hearts and you just don't know you don't know what you're gonna get. Sometimes they can surprise you even. No though CGI. Machines. No CGI. No, no, no. Cannot have CGI.
0: I think he would do a great Monopoly movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the Monopoly Man's point of view.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. I think So what does he good. have? Like minions that are like a thimble and like a car and a horse? Just
0: old school Atlantic City. Yeah. What do exactly. you
1: want? I would love to see Christopher Nolan set a movie in Atlantic City.
0: I know. <laughs> I'm telling you. So that is Oppie. Oppenheimer.
1: Yeah. Loved it. Nine point something out of ten. Amazing. Yeah.
0: We're going to move on to Barbie now. Barbie is the Greta Gerwig directed fantasy comedy film. I know we we're going so long. Uh, how long are we?
1: Uh, keep going. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. OK. It was released on the same day as Oppenheimer. This movie written by Gerwig and Noah Baumbach stars Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, America Ferrera, Michael Sarah, Will Ferrell, Kate McKinnon. Who else? Everybody. Um, the cinema. Oh, and I uh, Helen Mirren does the narration, which is amazing. The cinematography is by Rodrigo Prieto, known for movies like Brokeback Mountain, The Irishman, *Babel*, Argo, The Wolf of Wall Street, and he also did the upcoming Killers of the Flower Moon. So he did cinematography for Barbie and Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. Could we have a double-nominated cinematographer for next year? Maybe. Possible. Uh, You heard it here first. The music originally was going to be by... um, Alexander Displot, but he couldn't do it. So it's actually by Mark Ronson, who's a very famous music producer. Um, and Andrew Wyatt, who's the lead, uh, in, you know, the group Mike snow. Yes. Yeah. Um, animal, you know, that song, um, Costume designer Jacqueline Duran, who's like a very, very famous costume designer. She's been Oscar nominated like eight times, one twice. Um, She did costumes. Okay, there's a lot of other movies that are I listed a whole bunch, but I had to put a couple of these in Vera Drake, Anna Karenina. You know what's coming. Little Women. You know what's coming, right? Pride and Prejudice. Atonement. Do you know what else she did the costumes for?
1: No, Greatest Showman.
0: And I'll keep going. 1917, Spencer, the Batman, and of course, our favorite, Mr. Turner. Yes! Oh, man. So she said that Barbie's designs were influenced by the French Riviera in the 60s and Brigitte Bardot, and Ken's designs focused on an 80s sportswear vibe. So far, the 114-minute Barbie has grossed three hundred and thirty seven million dollars easily eclipsing its hundred forty five million dollar budget. Although it feels like their marketing budget was five billion dollars. Eighty
1: five billion.
0: Truly insane. It is the highest grossing movie by a woman director. It has a bunch of other things that it's like the highest grossing for. It's like crazy. And together with Oppenheimer, it's the fourth highest domestic box office weekend of all time. Crazy. So good. Um, I, that's all I have for Barbie. I think we'll go a little bit uh, quicker on Barbie. Yeah. So give us the next portion of our day and our bar- Barbie synopsis.
1: So following our existential crisis from Oppenheimer, uh, we went to a restaurant in town and we just did like a couple drinks to friggin unwind and uh, had some like appetizer type things so shared good. plates uh some hummus
0: street some, corn uh, hummus french onion soup dumplings pretzels sticks some wings them? twists twists and wings yeah. yeah i didn't eat the wings
1: yeah the wings <laughs> they were uh gochujang uh they had gochujang sauce on them they were really good <laughs> okay. they were like there were like 50 wings there uh so after that we went straight to barbie we changed. Oh, yeah, we changed. Uh, picture will also be on Instagram. Uh, and we went to Barbie at a different theater.
0: Yeah, um, I think that was key.
1: Yeah, it was good to switch up the vibe. I think that,
0: yeah, oh, we'll talk about the uh, pluses and minuses of Barbenheimer. But, yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead and give us what Barbie's about.
1: So Barbie is a movie about the doll Barbie. And she is played by Margot Robbie. And basically it's about her having an existential crisis about death She just suddenly starts having like thoughts about death
0: and she gets cellulite
1: and she gets what a disaster. She gets cellulite (laughs) and she it's intertwined with the story of Ken played by Ryan Gosling. One of the Ken's there are many Ken's there are many Barbies Uh, and Ryan Gosling's Ken is all he they say that Barbie has a has her best day every day. Ken only has his best days when Barbie says hi to him or something like that acknowledges him. So... Barbie finds out from weird Barbie that she has to go to the real world in order to find out why she has a connection with the person who's playing with her. And that person is obviously going through some stuff. So she has to go to the real world to find out how to fix that and, you know, to go have every bar, you know, her thoughts go back to normal, her, her cellulite go back to, you know, get erased or whatever. Uh, so she does that, and Ken goes with her, and uh, hijinks ensue. Perfect. And I'm not gonna say anything more than that if you haven't All seen you it, because if you've seen it, you know.
0: <laughs> right. Perfect. Um. So let's let's get right into it. Greta Gerwig directed Barbie. Yes. She is. This was her third feature film that she yes. directed. Uh, she also did Lady Bird, and she also did Little Women. How does this rank among Greta Gerwig movies for you?
1: It's my third favorite. <gasps> uh but not in a bad way i just i really like little women and i really like ladybird uh this one it didn't quite hit that next level for me
0: Mm -hmm. but it
1: was really funny yeah uh it was really funny and i i think that it said good like i think that it said things that were positive and all that and like i'm i'm fine with that but uh it just didn't land with me like it like i still think about ladybird i watched it in 2017 we watched it in that was our movie past days wasn't it yes uh and I still think about Lady Bird, and I've seen it a couple times. And Little Women, I think I only saw once, but that's one that I didn't think I was going to like as much, because it was like, you know, it's a old novel, and it's like, I, I'm not into that era of, like, they were British, right? No. Or American? Yeah. Massachusetts. Yeah, Yeah. I'm just not into that, like, era of time, of people. Uh, but I really did like it. It had an all-star movie. cast. Uh, so... It's not that I didn't like Barbie because I did like Barbie, but I just prefer her other movies. Yeah.
0: I I agree. I actually really did like Barbie. And the more I think about it, the more I actually liked it. Um, and if you look at the Wikipedia page, Greta Gerwigs, um, all of her inspirations and stuff, it it she thought this movie out, which I yeah. really like about it. I also adore that Barbie's getting people mad. It oh, cracks yeah. me up. Like, it truly cracks me up when people are bringing their five-year-olds to see Barbie. Yeah. And are getting confused why... Like, you brought your kid to a PG-13 movie directed and written by Greta Gerwig and also written by Noah Baumbach. Yeah. Like, what are... You're telling me that your five-year-old doesn't love Squid and the Whale?
1: Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Squid and the Whale's great. <laughs> it's great. Um, Except for some weird parts with Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs>
0: ooh, um, so... I really do appreciate Barbie and really like it. And I thought it was hilarious and Ryan Gosling Ryan like Gosling a made me laugh every single time he was on screen. Like, so good. Um, but Lady Bird really is a top movie for me. I just
1: think it's such a personal story that's just small. I love the small stories like that where it's just really there. Really, there's two characters in the movie. There's a lot more than two characters but really it's just about the Sersha Ronan and her mom um, Laurie Metcalf. Laurie
0: and I love that it's like a minor period piece with it being like in the Early two thousands. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um and Little Women just hits. You want to turn that
1: off? Because oh, it's, yeah, flickering. it's flickering. I think um, the batteries are running low.
0: Little Women is also an amazing movie. So Barbie, I think, is great and I really appreciate it. And I really felt like some of the messages were really strong. Um, in particular the um the idea that and again it's nothing new, but you have to experience the highs and lows in life to appreciate the highs. Yeah. Um and I just that's something that I I really like to remind myself of, especially as I get older.
1: Yeah, because if every day is the best day ever, then no day is no the, best day, day the ever. best day
0: ever. And I, I really thought that that was a, a really good message. I like that um I don't want to give anything away, but the end I think it made me emotional a little bit. Um
1: it delves a lot into Existentialism,
0: and I I appreciated that, and I
1: I thought that I mean who am I to say this? I'm not really the person to say this, but like I it had a that had more of an effect on me than the sort of feminist points that it. It's just like that they were a little too simplistic, in my opinion. Sure, but not that they were bad or wrong, but it just wasn't. Yeah, I think that a wasn't it didn't feel super developed in that way.
0: What I. Kind but of, again,
1: I'm not the audience for that. so
0: No, and I am the audience <laughs> yeah. for that. And I felt like some of the the terminology and things were a little on the nose, a little 2010. Um, and so that I struggled with. But what I really kind of struggle with is the fact that a lot of people, I just think, aren't getting it.
1: The movie? <laughs> yeah. Or the like, what it's trying to get across. Both. Yeah.
0: And so that, I think, isn't really the fault of Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach.
1: I mean, maybe it is. If- I
0: don't think so because we, I think, understand.
1: But I think in- if enough people don't understand, then maybe you didn't tell the story in the best way you possibly could.
0: I also think you struggle with that, with having $337 million profit, that now we get a lot more voices s- of people Yeah, true. who um, have different thoughts yeah. and people are allowed to have their thoughts. But I think that it leads to a simplistic understanding of the movie which i think is a lot different than what people think yeah that's all i'm going to say about okay that. but i really liked it i just you know lady bird is such a good movie and little woman's such a good movie that it's hard to like hit those heights yep um who else could have played barbie
1: the only one the only person i could think of and i think margot robbie is the perfect the casting for this version of barbie yes uh I think there's a version of Barbie in the world where Emma Stone is the star and it works. That's cute. Uh, I think that she wouldn't be stereotypical Barbie, which was Marco Robbie's like
0: character. character. Yeah.
1: I think that she would have been a different Barbie. Um, what Barbie? I don't know. I'm not a Barbie head. But uh, I, there's one where it works with her because she can be sarcastic. She can sort of play the tongue in cheek, but she can also be really serious and play it earnestly. Like, I mm-hmm. think she's, she's a very versatile actress. I would probably, she would be my number one pick. Number two, if we're time traveling. Yeah, uh, or maybe not, depending on again the model of Barbie. Uh, I think Kate Blanchett can do whatever she wants. Always. <laughs> that's it. That's it.
0: Always. Those are both excellent choices. I I would
1: also like to see Kira Knightley play one.
0: Oh, British Barbie from
1: like the mid mid OOS, the mid aughts. Yeah,
0: I like that. I think you could have gotten a Reese Witherspoon Barbie at Anne some Hathaway. point. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway was actually considered at one point.
1: Yeah, she just popped into my head now. i love it. Nicole Anne
0: Kidman Barbie.
1: She oh Barbie watching the uh watching the. <laughs> Doing the AMC speech.
0: Yes. It's, what, what is it? Like where heartbreak Heart, feels it was, uh, good?
1: Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the girl next to us said it out loud she during did. it. She's like, heartbreak feels good in a place like this <laughs> during the AMC. We love you, Nicole. Commercial. I think Nicole Kuhnman would be a great Barbie. I mean, yeah. she was like in the Stepford Wives, right? Yeah. So anyone and who was in the Stepford Wives would probably. Anne Hathaway is an excellent choice.
1: I love it. Go watch Rachel getting married because Anne Hathaway's great in that movie. That's all.
0: Anne Hathaway's great, period. Yeah. I'm over the half a hate.
1: That happened mostly after like lame Miz, right? Yeah, and it's like shut up, stop being lame Miz, and Hathaway yeah, stop roles. being
0: lame Miz. <laughs> um, what's your favorite and least favorite thing about this movie?
1: My favorite thing, and I, it pains me to say, I know it, it's, it's Ryan Gosling. Gosling. I
0: know it's annoying. <laughs> I that's not my favorite. Favorite, he is amazing.
1: Yeah, uh, he is just every every mannerism, everything like perfectly. It's like I said to you, it's male fragility turned up to a thousand. It's so good, like. He knows like the he the way that he like turns his head like when she says something to him oh. and like he it's for a movie that's not subtle like and purposely not subtle he does the extra subtle things on top of the unsubtle things that make it almost subtle again you know
0: I said to you it's he plays it very Michael Caine in a Muppets Christmas Carol <laughs> yeah like so dead serious all he needs
1: is for Barbie to to, to acknowledge it that's his life yeah
0: Ken is life to him yeah it's and his energy. I love it. I love. He's Ken. Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> What's the? What is it? I am Kenna.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His uh sweatshirt that he was wearing.
0: What's your least favorite thing?
1: Uh, I didn't love the overly sentimental plot with America Ferrera and her daughter. Okay. Uh, not that. Again, performance is fine. I'm all, I'm good with all those. Uh, just to me, it. I would. I liked the movie more when it leaned into the absurdity. Sure. Uh, and it. That's part; those parts stuck out to me where it was like, "This is absurd. This is sentimental. This is absurd. This is sentimental."
0: Totally, the shifts are it, a little. It, they abrasive. went back and forth, yeah. Uh,
1: but I understand that maybe if it was to lean too far into the absurdity, there nothing was grounding it. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it's not. Maybe it's not the worst thing in the world. But when though when those characters were on screen, I was mostly just like, "Okay, give me more," uh, Margot Alan. Robbie and 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 Kate McKinnon. <laughs> Or give me more Alan, who was Michael Sarah. Who was just a guy named Alan, <laughs> a doll named Alan. <laughs> Ken,
0: Ken's clothes fit him. Yeah, Ken's, Ken's friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, or Ryan Gosling, or uh, um, Issa Rae was great. Like, oh yeah, it's a president. You know what I mean? Like so there was just so much more craziness that I wanted to see when the when the other characters were on screen.
0: That's fair. I think my favorite, my favorite things were the. I I think that there were so many kind of absurdist funny moments that were also grounded in reality that i really thought was hilarious yeah like barbie's radio just playing the indigo girls yes was so funny oh the my other and favorite part of the movie was Ken. when it shifted to the ken's favorite song and ken's favorite song yeah i'm not gonna say what it was no if you're if it's worth if it if you're
1: a millennial you probably will like get it but if you're not you probably won't <laughs> It's a very, very, very specific reference. I couldn't deal. I truly could not deal. I I said in a group chat after I said that part of the movie broke me.
0: (laughs) It's so good. Um, Ken getting a a full like musical number. Yeah, it's Ken's job being beach. Ken's job is beach. (laughs) It's just genius. Barbie's outfits the whole time. Oh yeah. yeah just yeah. amazing. The sets, amazing. Yeah. Uh like, like Margot
1: Robbie is like a real life Barbie. So it's like she's you amazing. Know what I mean?
0: And what I really love about her, I think her casting is perfect, not just because she's the most Look, beautiful oh, yeah, woman no, in the yeah, world. Yeah. She has such an openness. Yeah. And her face just shows openness and joy and friendliness. Well, it's funny because that's why she's been so successful as Harley Quinn. It's so easy, I think, for Really beautiful women to uh, phone it in. No, <laughs> to come across as, and it's not their faults or the, their to their. It's just it just is a lot of time. Very beautiful women come across to a lot of people as either threatening oh, or oh, as yeah. uh, intimidating or the queen bee kind of thing. Yeah, and Margot Robbie, I'm sure, could play that because she's a great actress. But she comes across to me as Like a girl's girl and really nice and really friendly. She is a person
1: who, like you said, like I would probably be intimidated to walk up to her in real life.
0: Well, because she's the son. Regardless of
1: fame or anything like that. But like, I feel like if I did and it wasn't creepy, like if I was just saying hi, you know what I mean? Like if I was being friendly, then she gives me the vibe of somebody who would like be genuinely nice back.
0: And that's what I... Maybe it's because
1: she's a great actress and she's not really like that, but...
0: No, and I think that that's something that when casting the Barbies, that was probably kept in mind. Yeah. Uh, like, all of the people that are cast in the movie feel so sweet and nice and friendly and um, America Ferrera seems like the nicest person that's ever yeah. been on Planet She was good Earth. for that character. um, And so I think that the casting was just so strong it was. in this movie.
1: Even down to like... like- I'm not a big Simu Liu fan generally. I find them to be kind of annoying, like in real life, but uh, mainly from that Celebrity Jeopardy episode we watched. <sighs> uh, but I thought that he was excellent as the other Ken, who is like really Ryan fun. Gosling's rival. Really fun. Uh, yeah, and I think he 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 got it. And I, yes. it's the same. It's the same with even the cameos. Like I'm not going to spoil like any of the cameos, but. Like Dua Lipa. you most people know that Dua Lipa's in the movie. Like she, like her little mermaid part was good. Uh not the little mermaid. Her yeah. tiny mermaid. With part. With her
0: like the wig not on fully. Which right. I it didn't, looks like yeah. a Barbie wig. I didn't so realize purposeful.
1: that it was her. I was like, where was Dua Lipa? And then I was like, Oh, she was the mermaid. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the other mermaid who shows up so later. <laughs> good.
0: Um, my the thing I didn't love as much I we already talked about. You yeah. Know. So that's all fine and good. Okay. Um what Oscar nominations do you think this will get?
1: All right, so this I'm this one I ha- I'm less sure of. It really is going to depend on how it hits the Academy, of course, like every movie. But I, I don't think this is tailor made to be an Oscar movie. But I think given everything around it, and they love Greta Gerwig, and uh, has Mark Ravi been nominated before uh, for I Tanya? I Tonya, right? And Gosling's been nominated. I think this is a movie that does endear itself in a way to 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 the Academy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. I'm going to say best picture. Best director because Gerwig was nominated for both, right? Both uh-huh. of her movies she's yep. been up for best director and best picture.
0: I believe so. Maybe uh, not for Little Women. I don't know about director, but definitely picture. Yeah,
1: but they yeah, I don't mean, I don't I mean I don't know about director for Little Women. Yeah. Uh but either way, they they like they like her. Um I think it's a lock for best original song to be honest. Which one? Uh, the Ken song. The Ken
0: song, yeah. not the Billy Eilish song at the end?
1: No. Okay. If if they do that, maybe both. Maybe both. Uh I think it's got very serious production design costume design oh it's gonna all, win all, all, all of that stuff yeah. um, and I think it's got I think Margot Robbie I would say is likely for uh-huh. best for best actress yeah uh I don't haven't weighed the competition and what's coming out and all that but I would say she's likely and I would say that Ryan Gosling has a chance
0: I think he's likely okay I just do.
1: Yeah, for best supporting actor.
0: Yes. All right, great. Um, what type of movie should Gerwig make next? Let's take out the fact that we know that she's possibly doing the Narnia movies.
1: Yeah, give me a sports movie. Oh, I like that. Give me a sports movie, Greta and do like i know that she likes to tackle like feminist issues so maybe you could do something with the us women's national team or something like that or some or some fictionalized version of that if you prefer that's cool uh, yeah and then you have the whole the politics behind everything and you maybe you follow maybe one of maybe one of the women as your is your is your lead and you have you know sort of every everything sort of going around that person and i would say maybe something like that or I don't know if every if how people say everything's a remake and a sequel nowadays, I know they just did a remake, but I would like to see her do a league of their own. If oh, she's going to do a fine. sports movie. Yeah. I think she would be good at something like that. Great. And if she wants to tackle a men's sport, go for it. But I just, I feel like she like given her, her track she record, she makes movies for women. Yeah.
0: So far, that's what it's proven yeah. to be. And I love her for it yeah. because how many movies are made for men? How many Christopher Nolan movies are made for men? Uh, all of them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, what biopic should Gerwig make
1: uh what do you think
0: it's a really good question Dolly Parton's probably my answer Dolly
1: Parton is a good one uh why don't we do like? but a- I
0: want I want adult Dolly Parton I don't yeah. I don't want the cause she already does the whole um we know a lot about the Code of many colors and stuff like that we yeah. know a lot about her uh childhood I want adult Dolly
1: Liza Minnelli Oh, <laughs> I feel like that one would just be yeah. There's I a like lot of ways that. you could go with that because mm-hmm. obviously where she came from and and, and everything. Uh, growing up in a family in the family that you grew up in and all, I think that would be a fun. And Liza Minnelli is the best.
0: She's the best. So good. All right, now we're gonna head into our last little set of questions, which is the Barbenheimer questions. Yeah. Do you think that we tackled this correctly by doing Oppenheimer first? in like a lunchtime sort of vibe, then doing it an early dinner and then doing Barbie. We were we were home at eight. Yeah. Do we think we did it correctly? I saw many articles about how you should not do Barbenheimer by doing Oppenheimer first and then go right into Barbie. What do you think?
1: That's hooey. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh the way that we tackled it was perfect. I don't think there's anything I would have changed.
0: I agree, and I think that what was key for us is, number one, doing it during the daytime. Yeah. Because why are you going to see—no offense to anybody who did this—why are you seeing Oppenheimer at 10 o'clock at night? Yeah. Like, no way. No way. And, B, we had a change in venue, and we had a break. Yeah. I— Think we would have struggled if we went straight from Oppenheimer to the lobby and into Barbie. Yeah, that's not going to work for me. I need a scene change. I need a vibe check.
1: Yeah, uh, a, well, an outfit switch. I think the big argument was that Oppenheimer is something that is like gives off like a profound type of like ending, and it makes you really think about the complexities of the the man and the whole action and you know if he didn't do it somebody else would have done it there's like there's like so many moral questions that come out of that movie and people were arguing that you can't necessarily digest that by the time you start Barbie and to that I say why not i can save it for later like exactly <laughs> like we we talked about Oppenheimer afterwards and i think it would have been the same as if i had talked about it immediately afterwards
0: i think that they don't know that we got the dogs we in got us.
1: that dog in us
0: because i guess they don't know yeah They don't know that we watched movie after movie after movie while also... Dealing with the early days of the pandemic, yeah, we were wiping down groceries. Yeah, scared to leave our house. Watching Scott Pilgrim. Watching movie after movie. <laughs> watching a Watching salmon fishing in the Yemen. Like what if we could watch salmon fishing in the Yemen? Then we can do anything. In early in no just late period. March just period, we in, can do anything. <laughs> yeah, let alone in late March twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, we're watching salmon fishing in the Yemen. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can handle Barbenheimer. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, I, and and I do think. it was the right order because people said people i think i saw saying like barbie is like the the treat like the warm-up before oppenheimer and and i didn't find it to be that way necessarily barbie barbie had a lot going on i
0: was gonna say we're not acting like barbie is this like high-flying adventure we're not seeing the lego movie we're not seeing super mario Brothers. no
1: it was a really really thoughtful movie
0: both of them involved existential crises yeah so I think it doesn't really matter which order you do it in. Yeah. I personally think that it comes down to runtime, and I would rather I would much end rather get the long one first. A like yeah, I'd rather end with a less than two hour movie. Yeah. Rather than watch a less than two hour movie and be like, "Ooh, we're not even halfway done."
1: Yes, I said something like, "Uh, right before we went into Barbie, I was like, uh, in by the time Barbie's done, we would only have been like two thirds of the way through
0: Oppenheimer." Yeah, that's a no for me. Yeah. But we were out of. Oppenheimer, you know, three o'clock. Yeah, three thirty before dinner. I was like, "That's great." Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. Would you do something like this again? Hundred
1: percent. Me too. Uh, it it would obviously depend on the movies,
0: and it would have to be an organic thing like this was. I don't want any. I don't want the studios. There are going to
1: be manufactured to manufacture, and that's going to be
0: annoying. That's going to end up like Morbius. Yes, it is. And I want more minions. You know what I mean? The Rise of Gru. Yeah, I want. I want people wearing suits to minions. I don't want Morbius.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that this is something that. Uh, obviously it depends on the movies as well, but I think that in our schedule, building in something like this every few months, even if it's just two random movies that we go see that don't come out on the same day, that are both out, mm-hmm. like I think that would be something cool that we could do. You know, not often because we don't want to burden a year, people like that. like that every summer, six months or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah,
0: cool. And then besides the movies themselves, what was your favorite and least favorite thing about our Bar- Barbenheimer experience?
1: I my favorite thing is that. Well, besides the fact that we got to see two great movies together, uh, it feels like movies are back. I love it. I love that it was a thing. I love that it was, a, it, it was, a, it was an event. Uh, it's something that people did as a group together and nobody tried to tear each other down except for the idiots who were purposely doing that. Yeah. And they knew they were going to do that going into it. Yeah. Uh, but I think that it's something that I want our culture to have more of, even if it's not necessarily movies that I will watch. Like, I'm not going to necessarily see every combination of movies. You're not going to do, do, do a
0: Marvel DC one weekend extravaganza.
1: I'm not going to do a Marvel DC one weekend extravaganza. But if people are excited for movies, then I'm excited for movies. I love that. And what was it. your
0: least favorite?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I had a least favorite part of, of the day. I okay. really don't. Okay. I was happy when I got back. I was perfectly content. And I wasn't. Overtired. I wasn't exhausted. I, I don't know. I think that they were a perfect pair of movies to watch together. I, I loved <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense, but but it does.
0: Okay. My least favorite thing is that our eggplant parm had skin on the eggplant. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I True. always hate when there's skin on the eggplant. It was tol- still very good. I tolerate it. It was but... very good, but I wish there was no skin on the eggplant. My favorite thing was spending time with you.
1: Yeah. Same. Spending <laughs> time with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay, you gotta ask the question.
1: All right. Should we do them individually or together? Do them together. (laughs) Does Barbenheimer make baby's first watch list? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Barbie sooner.
0: Barbie would be at any time.
1: Barbie. Okay. So Barbie, if you haven't seen it, there were some jokes that were above kids heads. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. They're going to remember the colors. They're going to remember Ryan Gosling being an idiot. Will Ferrell on the rollerblades. Oh, yeah. We we didn't really talk about Will Ferrell. He was great. Yeah. He was the uh, head of Mattel. Yeah uh trying to get Barbie and Ken back or Barbie back to uh, back yeah, in he her box. No, he didn't care about Ken at all. <laughs> uh but he was like a very funny character and even likable, which is like of course he was because Mattel is part of making the movie. So of course they weren't gonna make him like an evil tyrant. But uh it's like one of those things that kind of reminds you of what will ferrell used to be yeah uh not that he but like when he was in everything and he was he was similar to those types. he reminded me a lot of mugatu i think that was probably where he from zoolander that's probably where he drew a lot of that from except mugatu is a horrible person uh and this guy was just an idiot yeah uh but yeah no will ferrell was great
0: love it Um, yeah i think that both of them will be on Our son's list.
1: Yeah. Oppenheimer, I feel like... Maybe a little later. (laughs) There will probably have to be other movies and other books that he reads before uh, he gets to Oppenheimer.
0: for diving in. Yeah. All right. So what about the takeaways, Tom? I have a takeaway. Go for it. It's cool to really like stuff. Yeah. We dressed up. We were excited for it. We planned a whole thing. We got the babysitters. And we're a tie up. to the movies. I loved it. And I think that that kind of outright enthusiasm is really fun. And I'm going to keep trying to do that.
1: I think people get crapped on a lot for for their hardcore interests. For
0: liking things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: I don't like that. I agree. And I don't That's care. A, yeah. And that being said, more specifically, movies rule. <laughs>
0: Movies do roll.
1: Uh, we watch so much, so many movies, so many like w- like movies that just make no. Like, why would anybody watch some of the movies that we watch? And
0: I always am. There's usually a re- most of the time glad uh, that I.
1: I usually come away with uh, something positive. Yes. And I think that, um, I think that that's something to to keep in mind, whether it's movies or music or so, whatever, whatever, whatever he's interested in.
0: Whatever floats your boat.
1: Yeah. So that's Barbenheimer. We hope you enjoyed.
0: Was that so long? It's an
1: extra long episode, but it's not extra extra long. Okay.
0: That, well, we did two movies.
1: Yeah, it's not even close. to Actually, we're at a, we're at about an hour and fifteen, an hour and twenty. Oh, that's totally fine uh, for two movies. Yeah. Um. And there, there was no trivia. There was no nothing. Like we, we sort of went through that in the Wikipedia stuff. So yeah, that's Barbenheimer, and our neck we don't have our full August slate yet. There's going to be we'll five. There's going to be five movies because there's five Tuesdays in August. Okay. But we're gonna do Greece next week. Which we've talked about for a while. I'm excited. Aaron's repeatedly mentioned, and I've said, oh, yeah, maybe one day. Come
0: on, it's time for Greece. Well, like right before we went on, he was like, what are we doing? I was like, Greece? Yeah. And And I I was like, like, oh, all right. I love Greece. Yeah. I love Greece for literally. Okay, you think it's bad that people brought. You don't think it's bad, but like parents are like, oh my God, I brought my five year old to Barbie and it wasn't a kids movie? Yeah. How about Greece, which every. Millennial women, woman in the whole world saw before the age of ten. If yeah. you watch it now.
1: Which we will. Which I've never seen it. I've never seen it. So
0: the most inappropriate movie of all time.
1: All right. So tune in next week to see if it if it makes the watch list. <laughs> it will. Uh, yeah. So next week is greece and then uh, stay tuned to the Instagram uh, and our threads, I guess, which I have been still using, okay, uh, and all that for our August slate.
0: Yeah. Go off social media. Yeah. content creator oh, yeah. i love it oh
1: yeah support subscribe do all that because i spend a lot of time you really do it, so please, you really please do. help uh thank you for listening uh we hope you enjoyed barbenheimer whether you watched them or not if you didn't watch them go watch them because they're both great they're great uh yeah so see uh, we'll see you next week for greece
0: okay bye see
1: ya <laughs>